0: Morning, everybody, at home and in the building. Oh, I'm still wearing my mask, apparently. <laughs> Just got so used to it now. But that's my actual face. Hello. <laughs> I realised that um, wearing the Britney Spears microphone, which is what I've gone for today, it's always a bit of a choice. You know, what do you wear? Do you go for Britney Spears on the side, you know, one of these, or do you do a handheld? And I've realised I like gesturing a lot. And uh, I have been known actually in this church before to fling a microphone out accidentally. So anyway, I won't be doing that today. I've also done the hair test. Have you heard of the hair test where you make sure that you don't rub your hair against the side of the Britney Spears microphone and make noise. Look, listen, you can't hear it, can you? Isn't that amazing. <laughs> I'm obviously more excited about it than you guys, never mind. So let me indulge myself for a minute. <laughs> Well, this passage this morning I'm so excited to talk on because it's probably one of the most well-known, most well-quoted little snippets and phrases from it you will have heard time and time and time again in all sorts of contexts. Um, And actually today, I would love us to just hear the words that Jesus speaks in this passage, almost like with new set of eyes, because they are really weighty. And loads, well, every word of Jesus is weighty in Scripture, isn't it? I'll I'll read some out to you, and you can hear how they land in your life. And you just imagine that the weight that they landed in people's lives in history, the same clout they can land in ours today. And I, I want that to be true of the message this morning. So that's been my prayer in preparing it. But listen to these phrases that Jesus spoke into different situations. And let them become true for you as well as I read them out. These are his words. He said, be reconciled. Be perfect. Operate as you were designed to operate. Ask, seek, find. Do not fear. (laughs) That's a good one, isn't it? Let them hear what my spirit will say. Be clothed with power from on high. Oh, I love that one. Go in peace and be healed of your trouble. Get up. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Quiet, be still. He said that to a storm, but he says it to our souls, doesn't he? And then it is finished. Those are weighty, aren't they? <laughs> really good ones. And then the words that we're looking at today are words, as Holly said, from Matthew 28. And the title that my Bible had as a heading was The Great Commission. And I like to slightly change how I say that word. I like to call it The Great Co-mission, because we are not on our own in this world. We are on a mission, but it's with God. We are co-laborers with Jesus Christ and all of the power of God is available for us for the mission that we lead in our lives, whatever your personal mission is and the wider mission that Jesus has for us as his followers on this planet. But so easily, we hear these phrases, we think, oh wow, that was amazing in history, and we see it in the the historical texts of scripture, we read it and we pray for it, but it's so easy for the sort of, but I'm not sure if that will happen for me, And the negatives start to kind of creep in, don't they? And the doubts and the confusions and the actual real-life scenarios where we think, well, I know Jesus can do that, but this is my experience and this is my reality. And those negative little thoughts and those niggles can so easily just become part of our normal. We just slip into them so easily and we hear them and then there becomes a gap between the weighty words and the power and the truth of Jesus and our lived Life experience. So, some of these words will challenge our negative normals today. (laughs) And we've got to be prepared to adopt a bit of a new position for them today and allow them not to lose their meaning just because we've heard them so many times or um, we've we've, um, said them ourselves lots or we've read them in scripture. And actually, we mustn't lose the weight of them and the clout of them because of our experience. So, if you wanted to follow along, it's Matthew 28, and um, I'll just start reading from verse 16. The eleven disciples went to to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Already we notice they're a man down, and in our lives... At this present time, some of us have lost the people that we've walked with for a long time. Either they've um, lost their lives, maybe they've lost their faith or their courage. We feel like the people we once were with, they're not with us all the same way now, are they? And I think for everybody, we've all got that kind of experience. And it's tragic what happened to Judas read his story, feel his pain. His shame overwhelmed him and his life was no more. So he's not with them on the mountaintop, with the others, with Jesus anymore. How sad and tragic. But they've gone to the place where Jesus told them to go. And hopefully we're the kind of people when Jesus says, can you please go there? I'll meet you there. We would be obedient as well, right? That's my prayer for us, because Jesus has got specific places he wants to meet us in. It's not that he is just everywhere. He also has specific places where he says, go there. That's your ground where I want to meet you, and we'll do some stuff together there. And so verse 17 goes on to say that they saw Jesus in that place, in that mountain, exactly as he'd said, because they were obedient And often, you know, when we're responsive to God and we go where he's told us to go, we get to see Jesus in that place too. How cool? How cool. But then listen to this phrase, and I'm not sure I'd noticed this phrase before. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Have you heard that before? They all worshipped, but amongst the worshippers... There were doubters. Is that you today? (laughs) Is there a niggle in your mind? But what if? I'm not sure that. (laughs) That's been me from time to time. I think it's been all of us if we're being honest. At this moment in time, lots of people are pulling their faith to pieces, asking really good questions that actually God is not falling off his throne over. They're genuinely seeking. Is this really true? And these worshippers, these actual disciples of Jesus Christ, who've gone where he wanted them to go, seen him, met him, had an encounter and an experience with him, they've still got lingering doubts. So if that's you today, just be at ease. (laughs) You're one like the disciples. But they still worshipped, even in their doubts. And Jesus came to them verse 18 and Jesus said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me (laughs) let me say that again (laughs) these are Jesus Christ's words all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. There is nothing in the heavens and on this earth that is not underneath the lordship and authority of Jesus Christ. Boom. <laughs> Let that reshape your life. And sometimes, what I do, because I'm like one of those disciples in history, I have a little niggle and I might give the authority to somebody else. I might give the authority of my voice to a person. If they say this about me, then that proves I've got authority in my voice. Or um, if I'm offered this, then I think, oh, that's, that's, that's the definition of me feeling secure. And I give the authority that rightly belongs to Jesus to a person or a circumstance And I wonder if that's anything that you can identify with this morning or whenever you're watching it back. But Jesus doesn't say, a little bit of authority is given to me. He says, all authority is given to me. And at the end, everyone and everything will bow the knee to Jesus Christ. And everyone will know (laughs) that all authority in heaven and on earth is given to Jesus. So I want to ask us the question today, have you given any of the authority that rightly belongs to Jesus to anyone or anything else? And is that perhaps the source of any of your niggling doubts? And what I like to do, and um, I've been encouraged recently to do this, is wherever I feel like I've given a bit of that away, I think, where's it gone to? And I do a little prayer phrase that's just like, I take it back and I give it back to you, Jesus. I take that back off that person or that circumstance and I give it back to you, God. It's under your lordship. You're fully in control of this. So they've got to the mountain. They're all worshipping, but some have got some doubts. They've heard Jesus say, I am the one with authority. And then they hear this, and this is what they call the great commission. Verse 19, Jesus says, Therefore, in the light of all authority being given to me, all power, all of everything is mine, (laughs) you go and you make disciples of all nations. This is a... Cast your net as wide as you can (laughs) because I've got all the authority and you know what? I'm tagging you in, (laughs) I'm passing it to you because you're mine, let's go, (laughs) let's go, not just around here but think big picture, think multi-generation, think all sorts of styles and colors and types of people, (laughs) they need to hear this message. And make disciples, which I guess the term for a disciple is something like being a follower, being a friend, part of the family with Jesus, becoming a real student of Jesus. So, who are you helping to introduce to Jesus? To help him become their friend, their coach, their teacher. And you're being it for them and you pass that on to them. I've got people in my life who I turn to, I think they are fantastic and sharp at hearing the voice of God. I'm gonna offer to buy them dinner. (laughs) Or they are really full of faith. There's a girl I know who's from Cheltenham. She doesn't come to this church, but she is part of our church wider in this community. And she's so full of faith. You know, if I know I'm feeling a bit flaggy, she will help me you know, pep me up, and we went for a walk the other day, and it was brilliant. She just couldn't stop praying. We were, like, taking her child on the swings, and all the way through, she was like, right, let's give that to Jesus immediately, and I was like, oh, oh, you're making me feel sharper again, and that's what this is, isn't it? When you have people who are discipling us and training us, we are then replicating what Jesus wants to do on earth in one another. Go, make disciples of Jesus. School them well in the teaching and the character of Jesus Christ and the encounters and experiences we have with him. Then he goes on to say, and don't just make disciples, but baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Such familiar words that, isn't it? (laughs) And we have all sorts of um, practices that we do that actually physically do that, where we physically baptize someone. But what is that? What does that mean? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, when we baptize someone, let's imagine the physical scene of it. Um, If we're doing just water on the head, it's a God is covering your life from the top down, your whole body, he's cleansed you. He's made you his own. He's put his name upon you. His character is his name. And all through Scripture, when people were named, it it revealed the role they played and the character they had. had. And so, upon your life, receive the Father. the the heart of God the Father, the strength of God as a perfect parent. We have not got a single perfect parent on this planet, but God is a perfect parent. Receive him into your life, or if you want to go for the full immersion, be fully immersed in the love and the heart of Father God in your life. Be completely enveloped by him submerged in him, part of his team now, underneath, submitted to him, and submerged into his ways. The name of the Father, whose everlasting arms are under your life. Be baptized in the name of the Son. Be fully immersed in the power and presence of Jesus Christ in your life. Everything he did, tag, you can do too, greater even. His teaching, his words, his truth, his companionship with others. Baptized in the name of Jesus. Baptized in the name of the Holy Spirit of God. Wow. (laughs) Become fully immersed in God's spirit and God's ways, the comforter, the counselor, the power that raised Jesus from the dead become fully immersed, submerged into that mission. This is the great commission of God. He's tagging us into it. He's saying, go wherever I send you, I'll meet you right there Become fully immersed. Pass on what I've passed to you. Receive the spirit of Jesus, his power, when he comes upon us. So let's read that again. Verse 19. Therefore go, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name, in the character of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So we will have heard some instructions from God for our life. We don't have to know it all. (laughs) We just get to pass on the bits that we've grown in and been shaped by, the instructions of God, the commands of Jesus for our lives, and say, look, this is what happened in my life. It might help you. Let me walk with you through this. Let me pray with you through this. Let me help you, like I have, become immersed in the character and identity and family of what God is like once again. The great co mission. How brilliant. Other people in scripture were commissioned by God. Let's remind ourselves of some of them. Jeremiah, listen to this in Jeremiah 20 in chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb I knew you, before you were born I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You must go wherever I send you, say whatever I tell you. Do not be afraid of the people. I will be with you. I'll protect you, and I have spoken. And then Jeremiah says this, The Lord reached out, he touched my mouth and said, I've put your words in my mouth. I appoint you to stand up against nations and kingdoms, uproot and tear down, destroy, overthrow, and others build up and plant. Wow, (laughs) that's a good commission. And just like Jeremiah had that mission of the words of God and a specific call of God, he was known, he was set apart, he was appointed, he was sent for a task. So are we. So are we. Joseph was co-missioned to manage the resources in a nation in a time of famine. He'd been through horrendous experience with his own family, and others. I mean, you just wouldn't wish on anyone, would you, that kind of hardship? But then listen to what he says in Genesis 50. He says to his own family, who've been so vile, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about it that people will be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear... I'll provide for you and your little ones. And then Joseph, who's been battered by his own, it says he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Joseph was commissioned by God to manage resources. And so have you been. You've got resources in your hands that God has given you that are uniquely yours. The money in your bank, the home that you have, the skills that you have, even the experiences that you've had, they're your resources. That's your bank of what you've got from God. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> How are you going to use it as a co-mission for God? That's what Je- uh, Joseph did with his um, resources that he was given. Used them to help a nation in a famine. He used his wisdom and skill. Isaiah was commissioned as a prophet. Isaiah 6 says, this has touched your lips. It was hot coal and your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And then Isaiah says this, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who will I send and who will go with us? So I said, here I am, send me. And just like Isaiah was sent by God on a co-mission, so are we. Do you get the theme? (laughs) Abraham. I give you this land, says God in Genesis 15, for you to possess. I've brought you out of one land to step you in to a new land. Take a hold of it. (laughs) Own it. Live in it. I've given it to you. And you're going to see people completely delivered from a horrendous slave system. What land has God given you? Do you possess it? Have you taken ownership of it? Have you declared the authority and the lordship of Jesus Christ over that place? I feel like over the last few months, it's like I've been sort of wearing my slippers the whole time. I mean, I actually don't have any slippers, but I feel like I've got my dressing gown on, my slippers on. I'm all kind of cash. And now we've moved house. We've got a house that's quite damp. We've got to do some stuff with it and get it in order and almost take that authority that God's given us to take possession over it. We don't just leave it. We've got to fix the walls because otherwise the damp will ruin it. (laughs) And we've got to get new carpets so that people can come and feel welcome in it. And we want to get a table so people can come round it because we have been given it by God and we're on a co-mission by God with the things that we've been given, the authority that Jesus has shared. So we want to possess it properly. Does that make sense? And you've got things in your life, your land, your resources, the people around you that are uniquely yours And God wants to fill you with his mission and his purposes. Paul says he was not commissioned and sent by man or through the agency of man, but Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. That's what Paul says in Galatians. And Joshua was commissioned to lead people into a new land and new places. And just like God commissioned Joshua to lead people. There are people in your life that are your squad, (laughs) your troops, your people who you're going to go, come on, let's go there. Let's take this back and remind remind those people this belongs to Jesus. And so I've got to, really, I've been wearing my slippers, (laughs) wearing my dressing gown, lying down about things. It's time for me to put my boots back on. (laughs) to get my proper day wear clothes on and get back out there again and remind myself, you know, there's a mission that God sent us on and it's in the name of the Father, the name and the character of the Son and the name and the character of the Holy Spirit that I'm completely submerged in because my life isn't my own. I was really expensive. I cost Jesus his whole life. And so... He, he, he is ours and we are his. And so there might be some prayers we need to pray today that are breaking recurring patterns of negative thinking that attack doubt. That where we feel like those worshippers that are doubting a little bit, where we hear these words and we say, you know, in the name of Jesus, I command this This doesn't belong to you, this belongs to Jesus. My family belongs to Jesus. I'm taking them back under Jesus. My home belongs to Jesus. I'm taking this atmosphere back under Jesus. My work belongs to Jesus. I'm taking this frustrating time and I'm bringing it back under the lordship of Jesus. I'm submerging it In the character and what God can do, the Father, I'm submerging it and submitting it unto what Jesus can do because I've seen it in history and I believe he can do it again. I'm submerging this under the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Do you need to pray any of those prayers? I do. I really do. I've been lying down for too long. I'm one of those disciples. I'm gathered in the right place, the right time, meeting Jesus, but lingering doubts. Let's get back to it, shall we? (laughs) Let's remind ourselves of the full authority God has given us. And listen to how he ends this sort of spiel that he brings, some of the last words he ever spoke on this earth. Jesus says this, Surely I am with you to the very end of the age. Surely I'm with you always to the very end end of the age don't really think we need to say any more do we don't really think we do. It just reminds me, you know, sometimes I totally miss it. I'm like the oldest son in the prodigal son story. I'm naffed off because I've looked at everyone else's life and I think they're getting really great stuff from God. They're really alive. You know, God's throwing a party with them and here I am going to, basically going to God, you didn't even give me a goat, which is what the guy says. (laughs) What a ridiculous thing to say of all the things to pick. He's like, well, you didn't give me a goat. (laughs) It's like, God's like, you you didn't ask? (laughs) You didn't even Ask me for a lame little goat. (laughs) But you know, are we expectant or have we allowed these niggling negatives to take a hold of our faith? We've got to shake it off and get back on a co mission with Jesus and be submerged and submitted to everything God is fully like. Because just as the father said to the older brother in that prodigal son story in Luke 15, he said, You're always with me, and everything I have is yours. (laughs) Don't think they're getting it all, you're with me all the time, just ask. Just please ask, because I have full authority in this earth and I'm very happy and delighted to share it with you. Every single person in our world has got potential that is God-breathed and God-ordained. And our mission is to help them find out that truth and also to know it for ourselves and live in it again. So what's God given you, and are you bringing it before his lordship and submitting it back to him? Let's just read this through again from Matthew 28. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. They saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. (laughs) woohoo, let's go. (laughs) I kind of want to just go, okay, let's go. (laughs) So why don't we just pray for the power of God to fill us? Let's not just spend loads of time waiting, 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 writing, writing, writing. I love it when people take notes. It gives my ego a bit of a boost. But no, let's just crack on with it. What's God put in your hands that's your unique entrustment? And ask him to have full authority over it again. Everything that his names represent, the fathering of God, the, the sonship of Jesus, and his powerful Holy Spirit, let's bring it all back to him again, and let's get back on a co-mission with God, because he's always with us, and get some fiery friends around you, <laughs> you know, find your people, you think they're brilliant at that, hang out with me please. <laughs> Help me catch that. I want you to disciple me, and then I can pass this on to someone else as well. This is how it works. It's so brilliant, isn't it? To be in a family. And look wider. You know, Now we've got resources internationally where we can find really easily people who can sharpen us in different areas of life. So I'm just going to pray for us. And um, let's worship and then go. <laughs>